Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're all going to get taxed more. Uh, that, 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 the approach to dealing with inflation, apparently, from the Biden administration is to make things even more expensive. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, also, I have an update on the... Um, Governor McFeemy much and his crew in the state legislature taking credit for you getting the money back that the state law says you're supposed to get back. So we'll talk about that. I am Leland Conway, 630 K How Denver's talk station. You can text the show directly, 57739, 57739. Someone just, uh, be large, someone just Instagrammed me. And they they wanted to know, they said, what is a jack wagon? Uh, Christ on a bicycle, can't you say jackass? <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to say jackass, because if I say jackass, I'll get in trouble for saying jackass. <laughs> no. Very true. Right? <laughs> anyway, hey, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, text the show 57739 or do the talk back. Um, at, uh, at the, just go to the live feed on the iHeartRadio app and then you can, you can ask me, what is a jack wagon? And then I will answer it when you, uh, when you ask that way. So there you go. Um, where was it? Oh, my favorite thing on the internet. Before we get to the whole taxing thing, this is my favorite thing on the internet today. So apparently, uh, somebody doctored a video of Biden. So this, I don't remember exactly when this happened, but it was a while back. Jill Biden was giving a speech. Joe Biden was there with her, the president. And uh, he gets distracted by something. This actually happened. He gets distracted by something, and he literally just wanders off the stage. Like, he just wanders out of the frame of the TV shot. That actually happened. That is a real thing. I don't remember. I'm sure there was a logical explanation for it. I don't even know. Doesn't matter. It actually happened. He did, in fact, wander out of the TV shot. However, some enterprising individual decided to manipulate the video not that not any of the frames or the visual or anything they just added in <laughs> a, the music of an ice cream truck in the background so that so as to make it appear as though president biden gets distracted by the sound of an ice cream truck and wanders Al, off sir and chancellor Farabee, you know thank you for joining <laughs> us as well <laughs> And for families off. across the country, it just wanders know, off. Year. Okay, but what's funny about this is that everybody knows that's satire, right? Like we all know that's just funny. It's just somebody being a dork. It's too easy to do with this guy because we everybody knows he loves ice cream, and everybody knows he's basically got the mentality of an eight-year-old. And that he's not very bright, and that he's dealing with who knows what kind of degradation of his mental faculties right now, as as, as we watch before our very eyes. And so somebody said, "This will be funny." He wanders off stage for some reason. Let's put the sound of uh, an ice cream truck in the background, and we'll have a funny video, which they did, and of course it went viral. So what happens then? Along comes the beauti- the dutiful Pravda. The dutiful state-run media, uh, Reuters immediately 
sends its fact-check brigade into action. We must fact-check this. And then, and so this is what they wrote. Quote, social media users are sharing a video of U.S. President Joe Biden walking away momentarily during a speech given by U.S. First Lady Jill Biden and claiming that he was distracted by an ice cream truck. The video being shared, however, has been digitally edited to include music usually played by an ice cream truck. That's from the Reuters report. Fox News report on this was pretty funny. The outlet was clearly concerned by the spread of these clips of Biden while listening to First Lady Jill Biden. Um, And so they decided that they were going to. uh, This went viral last week. I don't even know how I missed it because I friggin love it. Um, (laughs) Reuters then linked to a C-SPAN video of the original speech, which showed that there was no ice cream truck music. They did not make clear what did briefly distract the president as his wife waxed poetic about children returning to school. Again, they never bothered to explain why did the president wander off the screen. Quote, this video has been digitally edited. (laughs) Reuters fact check team. This also caught the attention of Twitter and Twitter also flagged the video as manipulated media. Quote, a video circulated online of President Joe Biden walking away momentarily during a speech given by First Lady has been overlaid with music usually played by an ice cream truck. Uh, The sober fact check of the humorous video, according to Fox News, caught the attention of social media users who expressed derision and amusement at the fact check. (laughs) Like, seriously, this is the problem, right? They don't this is. What we have now in the media is basically overgrown hall monitors. They, they they don't. First of all, this is fine because I I you have to understand their disposition. This is why they have been the way they've been for the last few years. They think you're stupid. They think they're smart, and they think they're saving you from yourself. Because if you see this video of the president seemingly wandering away. To the sound of an ice cream truck. And for families, he just wanders off. You know, the school year. They think you won't know that satire. Nor do they think you'll ask, why did the president wander off from the screen? (sighs) I I don't even know. I I think. So I was in a store the other day, and I had bought some things at this store for a sale price. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but maybe you you buy something at a sale price and then it turns out to be the wrong color, wrong size, and you go back and trade it in. Nine times out of ten, am I right? Nine times out of ten, they will replace it with the item that you need for like the right size or the right color, and most likely it'll be at the same sales price even if the sale has ended, right? So I go into this store and we had bought these three items that I had gotten the wrong Thing. It was something for my wife. It was the wrong fragrance. I don't know. I just picked it up, whatever. It was on sale, grabbed it. I went in to exchange it for the fragrance that she wanted. And the uh, the uh, hipster mustached millennial who was like bound by the rules was not able to honor the sale price uh, because 
it was past the sale or whatever. And it was like there was no attempt at I'm going to do like this above and beyond. I don't care. It's look, whatever. They could set their own policy. I paid the whatever difference it was and went on about my day. But it was like there used to be a time when we would have like customer service would be the customer's right. We got to make sure they have a good experience. Uh, we're going to help them out here and do this thing, right? It, that has gone away because as we have these young people now getting into the service world, they are rule followers, like a thousand percent, to the point that, you know, we see all these viral videos of these baristas at Starbucks. They're all upset because you're coming in and you're ordering something that's not on the menu. Like they are rule followers. And it's like, whatever is said we're supposed to do, we have to do, which blows my mind because I'm like, my generation was like the opposite of rule followers. We were breaking the rules. I mean, we were breaking the law, breaking the rules, doing that all the time. I don't even understand this mentality. But that's where we are right now. And so these people are now getting into the media, and they are very super serial about making sure that you – they didn't like why, all you got to – even if you, if you feel so obliged to – fact check this video then just mark it satire like like just go hey in case you didn't know satire warning like that's all you got to do to be cool but instead you got to be all like bobby hall monitor this video is not real and if you like what what we're making fun of the president something we used to do all the time it didn't matter who was in office whether it was a democrat or republican we made fun of presidents hey we do that here on this show that's why we did the whole drunk audio thing a couple of weeks ago. It was fun. It was a blast. We did it to everybody. We did it to Republicans and Democrats both. They both deserved it. Why is that hard? But we don't have a sense of humor anymore because we're not allowed to say things that offend people or trigger people. Right? We're not allowed to do that. It's against the law. Speaking of which, I just have to play this one soundbite, and then we'll get into the taxes thing because this is fascinating to me. This is America in about two more years, I think. I don't have all of the context on this, and normally I like to try to get all the context, but I don't think there's any context in which this makes any sense. Um, shoot, where did it go? you got to be kidding me. I swear I put it in here. Hold on. Let me see if I've got it in the folder. So there was a guy getting arrested in England. I'll give you kind of the lowdown on it. He's getting arrested in England. For a social media post, where is it? You're under arrest. I know that I did this video. Oh, yeah, here we go. He's getting arrested for a social media post or something like that. And the reason for the arrest is that he caused somebody anxiety. Listen to this. No. The Hampshire police would realize how ridiculous this is. No. The Hampshire police would realize how ridiculous this is. What did it need to come to? Because I don't understand. I posted something that he posted. You come to arrest me, you don't arrest him. Why has it come to this? Why am I in cuffs? Because of something he shared, then I shared. Because someone has been caused, obviously, anxiety based upon your social media sites. So apparently this guy reposted something that someone else posted. The original poster didn't get arrested. This guy got posted because, as the police explains to him, it's because, obviously, anxiety based upon your social media site. So in England, you can get arrested because something you say on social media causes someone else anxiety 
and they report it and say, I was caused anxiety by this. And now the police will come and look, the guy's literally in handcuffs. There's no violent action. There's nothing but I don't even know what the I don't know what the social media post was, but does it matter? I mean, unless it was calling for specific act of violence that was a threat, and that's not what they're accusing him of. It, it, the, the cop is not accusing him of violent threats. Someone has been caused, obviously, anxiety based upon your social media site. How can – this is the thing. There's a really good book called Obedience to Authority. It's pretty old, but it's really about – you know, we ask ourselves, like, how did what happened in – in germany happened how did good normal everyday people turn on their neighbors right like how did that happen in stalinist russia how did good normal everyday hard-working people just turn on their neighbors how is it that everyone falls in line when a despotic government takes over how do we reach that place and it's little by little to the point that you now have a police officer who doesn't see this as absurd this police officer is perfectly fine explaining to this guy that the reason he's being arrested is that he said something that caused someone anxiety. And in fact, we're only about two or three years away from this. Don't If you don't think that they absolutely want to be able to do that to you, you got another thing coming because they do. And they've demonstrated it over and over and over again. And so now we have... You know, Hall Monitor Bob or Hall Monitor Harry. Just so you know, this is not real. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. All right. Uh, Here we go. Fox News reported on this. Most Americans will feel tax pain from the inflation bill despite Biden's past promises. So President Biden has promised that under his administration, no one under making under $400,000 a year will ever see a raise in taxes. So um, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to increase tax revenue by $16.7 billion from Americans who earn less than $200,000 a year. So $16.7 billion from people who earn less than half what the president promised would never see a tax increase. This is coming from the nonpartisan analysis of the Joint Committee on Taxation, which was published on Friday. According to the story, nearly every tax bracket would pay more in taxes with those making below $10,000 a year seeing the largest uptick. Quote, this bill, this, this bill, um, this bill is analyzed, or excuse me, the more this bill is analyzed by impartial ex- experts, the more we can see the Democrats are trying to sell the American people a bill of goods, said Senate Finance Committee ranking member Mike Crapo, Republican from Idaho. Quote, nonpartisan analysts are confirming this bill raises taxes on the middle class and produces no meaningful deficit reduction when gimmicks are removed and the full cost is accounted for. Quote, this bill will not raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year, Biden remarked on Thursday. I promise a promise I made during the campaign and one which I have that I have kept. He didn't have anything to do with this bill, by the way. He's just going to sign it. He didn't have anything to do with it. He He didn't even know what was going on. He didn't even know it was being negotiated. He had no clue. In 2023, the year in which the legislation would increase tax revenue the most, individuals making less than $10,000 per year would pay 3.1% more in taxes, and those making between twenty dollars and $30,000 a year would see a 1.1% tax increase. According to the uh, analysis, tax revenue collected from those making 100000 per year or less would increase by $5.8 billion, and in addition, the share of tax revenue collected from all Americans making more than 200000 would remain at the current percentage. 
Taxpayers with an annual income of 200000 or greater pay more than 57% of the overall federal tax burden. They're also going to add a bunch of money, billions of dollars, to the Internal Revenue Service so they can collect more. They're going to put a $124 billion into the Internal Revenue Service to give them the ability to take more of your money. You don't think they don't plan on taking way more than $124 billion out of the economy? Why would you spend $124 billion on new IRS agents and equipment if you weren't going to get way more than that back on your investment? The alternative minimum tax is the largest revenue-raising provision. This will go on businesses with a minimum of 15% on their booked revenue. Uh, That is going to lead to a loss of at least 25,000 jobs, the analysis said, as well as higher prices on just about everything. There's a $25 billion crude oil tax in this bill. This is going to take prices back up at the gas pump. A tax increase every single one of us will feel that will hurt those that are poor the most. So again, you know when they when 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 Congress passes a bill that's titled the Inflation Reduction Act, you know it does the opposite. Come on. So here we sit. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Jidge, Judge, Jidge. Uh, previously said that a gasoline tax increase would violate Biden's pledge not to raise taxes on the middle class. Well, this $25 billion crude oil tax is going to go where? Where's it going to go? Do you think the oil industry is just going to happily swallow $25 billion of their profit being eliminated when they are one of the lowest profit margin sectors of our economy in the country right now, namely because they're under attack in so many other ways? Nope. They're going to pass that on to you. And as Biden's own transportation secretary said, it will cost the lowest income Americans the most. So there you go. That's the Inflation Reduction Act, which will actually drive your cost of living up, which I thought was what they were trying to avoid. Coming up next, what would you do if you won the $1.337 billion jackpot that was this weekend? One guy got the ticket. One guy. You know what you're going to do? You're going to pay a lot of taxes. That's coming up next at 331. I'm Leland Conway, 630K, out Denver's talk station. A lot of Americans are... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are basically rethinking sending their kids to college. 630K How Denver's talk station. I am Leland Conway. Text the show directly 57739. Uh, you can also do the talk back feature. Just go to the live feed of KHOW and on the iHeartRadio app and click the little microphone. Uh, B-Large is going to put you to the front of the line if you make fun of me. Just don't say anything that will get us kicked into gonads by the FCC. Anyway, uh, the I- NPR basically put out this story um, that the share of Americans who believe colleges and universities have a positive impact on the country has dropped by 14% since 2020, just in the last couple of years. 
obviously a lot of that has to do with the crankery that we're seeing happening on college campuses. And and on top of that, you have the impact of the cost of the debt that your kids incur to go and basically be immersed in that crankery for four years. Back to the NPR story. That's according to the latest results of annual survey conducted in New America, supposedly nonpartisan think tank. Since 2017, the organization, according to NPR, has been collecting data on Americans' attitudes about the value of education after high school and how that education should be funded. Um, the question then becomes, is a college degree worth it? My answer is no. Well, it depends. I should say my answer is it depends. I'm not going to say no outright. If you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a lawyer, if you're going to be an accountant, then uh, you're probably going to have to get a degree. But if you're not doing something specific like that any anymore, why? Like when I went to college, I remember when I went to college, it was a, I went to a liberal arts college. I went to get a degree in communications. And I remember like back then in the early 90s, mid 90s, I don't want to make myself too old. Back then in the in the mid 90s, it was considered to be um, a good thing to have a well-rounded liberal arts education and then just have something that you major in. Right. Like so I had a well-rounded liberal arts education with a major in communications and an emphasis, which is not quite a minor, but it's an emphasis in production and management i had a double emphasis right so but i had a well-rounded liberal arts education i had a lot of science classes a lot of uh writing classes i had a lot of history classes i had a lot of because i went to a private christian school i had some biblical classes some biblical history some western civilization i had all these things and i had professors that ran the gamut ideologically right um there were professors that were considered to be very, very liberal at the time that said things that were very, very controversial on campus. But see, no one's no one's opinions were blocked. No one's opinions were denied. No one was being silenced. There were just robust debates. Whenever one of these professors would bring up something that was interesting or controversial, there'd be this big flurry about it. And there would be editorials in the college newspaper. And then we'd have forums and debates and people would all that like talk about it and what is your point of view and all that kind of stuff that's gone now largely in classes and colleges it's gone it doesn't exist so the question that i would ask is like what what is the value if your kid's not going to be a doctor if your kid's not going to be something specific like that what what particularly is the value of sending them to the crackpot crankery that they're being essentially brainwashed in in college campuses because nearly every college not all but nearly every college is a stifling atmosphere where kids can't be allowed to say what they think to 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 be wrong right i mean it it sucks because i don't want it to be this way i i want it to be something where Hey, if you want to have like a little bit of an edge in life, you get a well-rounded liberal arts education. And by liberal, I mean classical liberal, one, one that teaches you about free speech, one that teaches you about debate and dialogue and back and forth, and one that exposes you to challenging, confusing, controversial, difficult, hard to watch, hard to see, hard to read ideas. You should have to see that stuff. You should have to be exposed to that. Now it's like, well, that triggers me. I'm scared. Or whatever. And all that stuff gets taken out. And it's like, how, how are we supposed to survive in a world where we have no toughness? So my, my, so my thinking is, unless your kid is specifically going into a particular type of work, 
I'm going to say I'd advise them to learn from the from the school of hard knocks. Go get a trade. Go to a trade school where the focus is on something like look, I know some people are going to be like, well, then if if let's say your kid goes to heating and air conditioning school, right? And then you're going to be like, well, that means my kid's going to be stuck in that line of work. Maybe. I don't know. I've always looked at it this way. Like I've done a lot of stuff that's not anywhere near based on my communications degree. Also, nothing that I learned in my communications degree has been all that beneficial in my actual communications career, right? Like there's not really been that much beneficial to me that I learned in a classroom. I, I, I figured out right away when I got to campus, and I, and I appreciate my education. I went to a very good school, very expensive school, by the way, paid for it myself. My parents did not help me. Um, but I learned right away. I was like, hey, and I think I've told you this before. I was like, I knew the moment I walked into the communications department that I wasn't going to learn anything from older students still studying communications, and I wasn't going to learn anything from professors who had never actually done real radio and TV broadcasting. Um, And so I I immediately went out and found a job at a radio station. Um, I shouldn't say that nothing was beneficial because we did have a deal with the Olympics, and I got to work in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta as a production assistant, and I... I learned a lot in that situation, but I learned it because I was put with actual broadcasters as a production assistant, and I was learning from actual broadcasters. I actually basically carried cable for the head camera guy at Price is Right uh, at the time, the, the the game show Price is Right. That was, my, that was my boss, so to speak. I followed him around for two weeks carrying cable so that he could do camera shots of the marathons and stuff in the Olympics. And I did learn from that um, a lot. But in the classroom, I I learned very little beyond some of the debates that we had. So I could have done everything that I've done in my career by going to a broadcast trade school instead of going and spending, you know, $100,000 on college education. Again, I I had a good education, a well-rounded education at a very good college where at that time there was none of this indoctrination crap going on. But now I, I would be very – I would probably, if my kid was – if I had kids and I wanted to go to – wanted them to go to college or they wanted to go to college, I would push them very much towards a school like the one that I went to. I mean, I wouldn't tell them where they got to go, but I'm like, if you're going to go get a liberal arts degree, they've held pretty tight to what they were at that time. Um, I would be like, go there and get that degree because you're going to have a better chance at not being silenced. Uh, but if – you know, it, again, this, this comes down to and, – and here's what I would say, too. When it comes to will your kids be trapped if they have to, uh, you know, do a trade and then they're stuck in that trade? I totally disagree with that because, like I said, I've done stuff well outside the bounds of the communication industry. I personally believe that what we and, and, and I hope that corporations are starting to recognize this. What we need is skills and skills are learned through life. Right. We don't necessarily have to have specific book knowledge. If you if you show me somebody that can be trained, if they're smart enough, like if you're smart enough to get a communications degree, you're smart enough to learn a whole lot of things. And businesses that recognize that, I don't think you're going to be trapped. Not if you have a strong work ethic and you have a sense of curiosity. If your kid has a strong work ethic and a strong sense of curiosity, they're not going to have any problems. But boy, you could probably save them a lot of pain, trouble, and who knows what by getting them out of that system that's just indoctrinating them. Again, unless they're going to be a doctor, a nurse, something like that, well, they've obviously got to go to a school to get that kind of degree. But again, what's the difference between that and trades, right? I think, I think colleges need to learn that they can't do this. 
And the only way they're going to learn that they can't do what they're doing to kids' minds is by cutting off the spigot, cutting off the flow of money. Stop sending kids to college. When the flow of money stops, they'll stop doing this jack wagonist stuff. That when the when the flow of money stops, when people stop saying, you know what, I'm not going to give you a hundred thousand dollars to indoctrinate my kid into Marxism. Not going to do it. I'm not going to give you a hundred thousand dollars to tell my kid that they are somehow less because of the way that they were born in this weird, strange racism that is now taking over our college campuses. I'm not going to I'm not going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars to do that to my kid. I'm not doing it. And until that spigot gets cut off. Uh, they're not going to change on college campuses. But this this story from NPR actually encourages me. The fact that more Americans now it's dropped by another 14%, basically saying, you know what? I don't know that it's a uh, value. I think that's a win for parents, 100%. All right, coming up, t- Joe Biden tests positive again for COVID-19. How'd that happen? Plus, a ticket in the Mega Millions won $1.37 billion. What would you do with all that money? I'm Leland Conway, 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Joe Biden tests positive again. The president of the United States tests positive again for COVID-19. Apparently, he has no symptoms, so that's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not wishing him ill. I hope he gets better, and I'm sure he will. 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. I'm Leland Conway. Apparently, according to UPI, President Joe Biden tested positive for covid a rebound infection, they're calling it, on uh, this last Saturday, experiencing no renewed symptoms, according to his physician. Uh, Kevin O'Connor is the physician to the president. He said in a letter that Biden had tested negative for the coronavirus since Tuesday, but tested positive late Saturday morning, marking what is described as a rebound infection. O'Connor noted that a small percentage of patients treated with Paxlovid can test positive for the virus after having tested negative. The president has experienced no reemergence of symptoms. Uh, he said, quote, and continues to feel quite well. This being the case, there's no reason to reinitiate treatment at this time, but we will obviously continue to observation, blah, 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 and he's in isolation. What's funny about this is they say a small percentage of people taking Paxlovid retest positive for COVID-19. Who was another high-profile person who retested positive? Hmm, the Fouch. The Fouch retested positive. These people have all been... I saw somebody on Twitter, they were like... Uh, Two vaccines plus two boosters shouldn't equal two cases of COVID. <laughs> What's going on here? Like, really? Like, how how is it that you take a medicine that's supposed to kill the virus that then the virus reemerges only when you take that medicine? Because we're not hearing that a lot of people retest positive after they've gone through it if they have natural immunity. What exactly is happening here? Um, I'll tell you what's happening here. You, I, well, no, I... I <laughs> Y'all all know. Y'all all know. Just saying. A ticket bought in Illinois wins $1.337 billion in the Mega Millions jackpot. A single ticket. How about that? It's usually split up. How about a single ticket? You're the only person that wins it all. Single ticket bought in a Chicago suburb, beat the odds, and won $1.337 billion in the Mega Millions jackpot. According to MegaMillions.com and AP News, there was one jackpot winning ticket Friday night was the draw. It was bought at a Speedway gas station in De Plain, Illinois. The winning numbers were 13, 36, 45, 57, 67, and the Mega Ball 14. Can you imagine watching that? Like, for real, can you imagine sitting there? I got 13. I got 32. Oh, my God, I got 445. Look at 57. Look at 57. I got 14. I got them all. 
The jackpot was the third largest in history. It grew so large because no one had the matched uh, six elected numbers since April 15th. So since tax day. Because <laughs> you know how much taxes is going to be on this. Uh, 29 consecutive draws without a jackpot winner. Lottery officials estimated the winning take at $1.28 billion, but revised the number up to $1.337. So as we talked about last week, here's what's going to happen on this. Okay. Um, we have, so I think it's 24% the government takes off the top. Bam. Now I don't know what the, I don't know what the lump sum is on the 1.337. That's if you take the payout over life, it's probably going to be somewhere around six or $700 million. Still a pretty good chunk of change. And that's what I would take. I would take the lump sum. Just give me the money right now. I'll take it because I, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this right now. I don't want to stretch it out over 40, 50, 60 years. I'm going to do it all right now. Plus, I can make a lot of that back if I'm smart. So I'll take that. Let's say it's $600 million. 24% comes right off the top. But here's the thing where the government really gets you, right? Because let's say let's say the poor schmuck who won this ticket was making, I don't know, $70,000 a year doing a work-a-day job in a cubicle somewhere. All of a sudden next year, if he takes the lump sum, his his income is now $600 million and $70,000. <laughs> And the government wants 37% of that. So in the end, now we're not even talking about Illinois state taxes, Chicago city taxes, um, all that good stuff. So then at the end of the day, what do you, I, I, I'm guessing, and I don't know, I have to talk to an, a lottery expert on this, which I should probably get one in here because that would be actually kind of interesting to have that conversation. You're probably going to be left with less than like $300 million at the end of the day, which is still so much freaking money. I mean, what would you do with that, right? But it's just the government loves this stuff, right? Because they're going to get so much in the coffers. I feel like I feel like once you've paid the taxes for that first year of income in this, you should never have to pay taxes ever again, right? I mean, you've provided the government with so much money at that point. They should never come back and talk to you again, no matter how much you make. I don't think that's fair. I hate income taxes anyway. They're ridiculous. Anyway, what would you let's say let's say you're left with three hundred fifty million dollars. What would you do with it? What would you buy? Huh. Well, my dream car is a um G uh G Wagon, a Mercedes G Wagon, the armored kind. Like I want it imported from Germany where they put the it's bulletproof, armored up. I think I want it in like that sort of matte gray black gunmetal gray with dark tinted windows, where even the front windows tinted. That's badass. I would like one of those. Probably th- I'll probably get three of them. They're like half a million a piece. I'll, I'll get three of those. Uh, I'm going to buy a huge, massive, massive ranch in Montana. I'm going to fund my dad's ministry for the rest of his life. Like, fully funded, complete, done. Probably find some charities that I would give to. And then I would just be like a pain in the ass to all of these groups that go around the country trying to get gun laws passed. Um quote unquote take your rights away follow like, like Leland this, Conway this at effort. Leland Show and stay connected with all of us at 630 KHOW and on the iHeartRadio app it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.